Warning, the following views will be extremely offensive. You will hear foul language, sexual innuendos, and jokes in poor taste. Viewer discretion is advised. I got blisters on my fingers! We'll do it live! All right, it's the Aldonzo and D show. We're going to cover a you know a, a pretty good number of things. Uh, we're going to cover statues. We're going to cover the latest blackface controversy that's being reemerged now. Uh, we're going to talk about Chaz or Chop. We're going to talk about pandering so far that you actually piss off the people you're pandering to. We're going to talk about what Teen Vogue's up to. We're going to talk about Juneteenth and. Uh, this chick named Lori Vallow, who has kind of given uh, the Tiger King a run for his money, I think. So, welcome to the show. I'm El Donzo. I'm Dees. And let's kick it off with some stuff that's going on in the country right now. Uh, I want to talk about the statues. If anybody's been living under a rock lately, they are toppling every statue they can possibly get their hands on. And it appears that they really don't care about the history of the statue. Dees, have you been checking this out at all? Yeah, I mean, look, I get... The Confederate generals and stuff. Um, it's part of our history, yes. Um, I, I still will not buy into the, it's my heritage thing. I just, I, I'm sorry, that's that's not, I, I just don't buy that. Um, yeah, they are part of our history, but in a way, it's, it's kind of like, um, let's see, how can I put this? Um, the old East Germany, if they still had statues up of Hitler and stuff. Not quite as extreme, but yeah, I, don't. I get it. Now, to the extremes that they're taking it now, as we've seen this last week with them defacing statues of Lincoln and Washington and Jefferson, I think that's taking it too far. Um, the, the bases that they're talking about renaming, uh, I see both sides. Um, either way, I think it's going way too far. You know, it, Doing that stuff doesn't fix anything, doesn't solve anything. Well, I think the best way to keep history from repeating itself is to keep it known. I mean, what's re- this is I agree this with is that, getting in this is well, wait a minute. This is to me is getting into the realm of starting to burn books. I mean, if it's going this far now to where they defaced a Lincoln monument or excuse me, a Washington monument, they draped it the head an American flag, lit it on fire. They went after US Grant, who was a Union general and later president of the United States, it actually was uh, willed a slave and he actually let the slave go because he had you know very strong anti-slavery sentiments about everything uh jefferson lincoln columbus statues are are getting taken down left and right which i don't really understand columbus had nothing to do with the, well the current situation or even know, the confederacy i mean here's what's going on yeah he didn't have anything to do with the confederacy but christopher columbus was pretty much, according to history, about the second person to really discover America. But he really did get that get America as discovered. He was financed. He he brought a lot of things over. But the other, you know, along with that, he also brought some sickness over, and he didn't treat the Indians very good. Well, yeah. If anybody should be pissed off about the the Columbus statues, it would be the uh, the Native Americans, if you can find any in this country, because his discovery pretty much led to their annihilation i wouldn't say annihilation but he didn't he didn't treat him great but look he did discover and get america uh 
I wouldn't say founded, but up and going. He, he started bringing stuff in. He just pretty much discovered it. But this goes back to this thing. Over time, if you take from what happened, uh, what the world was like 500 years ago till now, we are in a constant state of learning. We, we, we're always making mistakes, but the thing is to learn from them. This country has learned from the mistakes that we made in the 1860s or actually before that with long the slavery, before that, yeah. long before that with the slavery. So to want to remove parts of history because the people that were involved in that history did things at the time that at the time that were considered okay or streamlined, but aren't now, I think is, I think is just, just ignorant. Well, and to be clear, I don't think anybody believes this, but it's America didn't invent slavery. No, it was, it was a thing long, 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 long before America was even, I mean, the, the world was still flat and there were still slaves. Just look at, you know, ancient Egypt and everything. Slaves pretty much built everything that they glorify over there. It's horrible to us. It's completely unfathomable to us now because it's not the norm by any means. And it's hard for most Americans, hopefully, to wrap their mind around how anybody could even be a part of slavery. But back then, it was a common thing. Yeah, it was it, the thinking at the time, and the thinking was flawed, but it was the thinking at the time. So, I mean, a lot of people in the North had slaves for a while, too, before the Civil well, War. I mean, most. I mean, yeah. if, if you're talking the 1700s to the early 1800s, it was widely accepted everywhere. It wasn't until, I, I want to say, probably around the 1830s, 1840s, that there started to be a little kickback. And then, of course, we know by the end of the 1850s, it was a major issue and that of course led to the civil war i think the confederate war is a great thing to remember because that shows how we advance as a civilization i agree but i also don't necessarily think we need statues to remind us of that um i mean it's well documented what happened and some of those like we just watched the video a lot of those statues were erected well well after the civil war um so i kind of get it um, those things should be in museums or in history books, stuff like that to actually glorify them. I, I, I kind of understand. I think, I still think it's knee jerk right now, just given the, it's the, absolutely knee jerk. Yeah. The, That's the, the nature of what's going on in this country, you know, but it is what it is. And there's the, the train is rolling and it, look, there's, it's not going to stop anytime soon. I don't think. But when you get into, so there has to be a line drawn, though, when you get into Washington's statue being taken down. Yeah, that's, I mean, yes. Because he, what, he owned a slave? Yeah, he had uh, slaves, but of course that was also the 1770s when it was still widely accepted across this is, the world. This is so subjective. So that's in the past. Let's talk about what happened just previously in the recent past. Jimmy Kimmel I think it's taken a couple months off his show because the whole blackface thing reemerged with him from when he was on the man show. Um, he, and you know what, at the time it was funnier than hell, but looking back on it, it was, it was pretty damn offensive. He, uh, he put on blackface and played Carl Malone. Yeah. And I, I remember I used to watch that show I did too. religiously and yep. it, it was funny and Carl Malone wasn't happy about it then. Um, it wasn't made into a big deal. And look, was it in poor taste and maybe not the greatest decision? Yeah, but if you look in the last 30, 40 years, comedy, I mean, it's comedy. You have to accept it for what it is. It's it, at, at no time do I think Jimmy Kimmel, when he thought of this idea, thought, oh, well, this, you know, I'm going to be offensive and I'm going to, you know. 
I don't know. Maybe he did, but that's before he got political. You got to remember, it's getting to the point now to where they're cannibalizing their own. Um, you know, the, Jimmy Kimmel was a big pusher of the Me Too movement until everything started coming out for the Man Show with girls jumping on trampolines and. Oh yeah. I yeah. mean, he got himself in some hot water a little bit. You pretty hypocritical, if you ask me. Some of the stuff Jimmy Kimmel's done because it seems like he forgot his past, but the rest of the rest of the United States didn't. So, well, he also wasn't on a nightly show on a major network, right? Back then, he was still basically just trying to make a name for himself. And before the Man Show, nobody outside of the the small comedy clubs had any idea who the hell Jimmy Kimmel and Adam Carolla were. Right, and same thing with uh, Jim. You talking about Jimmy's Jimmy Jimmy Fallon had one where he impersonated Chris Rock in blackface. Right, uh, Ted Danson doing Whoopi Goldberg. Ted Danson got a lot of flack. And- I mean, there there's a lot of these. Uh, liberal bleeding heart guys that were doing stuff that just 20 years ago by today's standards uh pretty much running out of town with torches and pitchforks so it's just another good example of how people evolve so what was considered okay 20 years ago is not considered okay now yeah like if if richard Pryor was 19 years old today he would probably not make it as a comedian no he wouldn't and so while some of this is of course is okay that we evolve we got to look at it this way too what's it going to look like in 20 years are we all going to be one color walking around mindless drones because looking or sneezing in the wrong directions offensive i mean sadly i yeah i i think that's what they want i think that's what they want but on the other hand, um, actually, I don't think that's what they want because they is the mainstream media, and what? I'm and I'm not just saying the left. It's both sides. Both sides they want conflict because conflict creates ratings, creates news, creates controversy, and if everybody's getting along, guess what? Nobody, you know, there's there's nothing to talk about. Well, and so we go from one side of the spectrum to the other what did you pull up with uh with um chanel helm the co-founder okay, yeah, or organizer this, of blm louisville i mean this is how far this is going did you do you still got that yeah it's it's up here um chanel helm is the co-founder of the louisville kentucky branch of black lives matter and i want to be clear that it's just the louisville branch i've seen uh, people that were sharing this on facebook were just assuming that this was the national list of demands from from BLM, and that is not the case. Uh, this is just Louisville. Uh, I'm kind of surprised it hasn't been picked up um, more mainstream, but uh, she wrote a, an article um, talking about 10 requests that they want from white people where they're basically, I'm not going to read all 10 of them, but the general gist of it is that they want uh, white people to give up their property to poor black or brown people or leave it to them in a will to rebudget their money so that they can donate to uh, black and brown people so that they can invest in property, um, reporting people that might say something racist so they get fired. I mean, it's... But, but by today's standards, racist can be anything. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that, that to me sounds pretty racist that, that what she's saying. Um, so yeah, it's pretty ridiculous that this is even being brought up that, you know, on the other hand too, now you've got, 
uh, Dan Cathy, who's the CEO of Chick-fil-A, which flip-flops on their politics. I mean, that changes with the wind. But recently, he just uh, he was doing a show, and he got down and started shining a rapper's shoes, a black rapper's shoes, as a as a sign of redemption. Okay, hold on. I got to I got to stop you right there. Yeah, what's up? I just discovered something. Shoot. And this <laughs> this is what is wrong with social media today. This article where this woman Chanel Helm makes these demands is actually from August of 2017, after the Charlottesville stuff. Okay, well, I mean, it's still... It's still ridiculous, don't get me wrong. It's just old news. Yeah, you got to do that, especially when you're on social media. Check the dates. Now, this is pertinent because I'm sure that this attitude hasn't gotten any better in the past month. Right, and like I said, the the only reason that I've discovered it is that it's being shared around social media. And and again, since the very first show, I've voiced my opinions on how social media is destroying this country from the inside out. And that this is a perfect example of one person sharing it and then it spreads like wildfire to where myself included i should i apologize i should have looked a little harder but yeah this is a a three-year-old almost three-year-old article that well was you know here's the thing with social media if we don't catch ourselves up in it don't worry good old facebook will help us out i had one you yeah. know i was pretty pissed off that nancy pelosi awarded george floyd's brother a folded flag in this big ceremony looking thing I, I was i was i was pretty pissed off about that that's something we reserve for our veterans first responders um so i i reposted that uh shared it and kind of aired my grievance with it and facebook fact checked that and found that mostly false by politifact what was mostly false well they claimed it was mostly false and they actually removed it from my page because well technically anybody can hand a folded flag to anybody else yeah, true. This true wow. story. So they're getting really dicey with Te- what they can Technically, they're correct. Technically, they are correct, but my story was not false. It was 100% true. Yeah, no, and, and I there are several uh, friends of mine that are veterans and whatnot, and they found that that act was, was highly offensive to them and, and to our fallen. Yeah, it's so anyway, back to, I appreciate you clarifying that, but real quick, Dan Cathy, CEO, uh, Chick-fil-A, uh, thinks that we have to get down and shine black people's shoes, which is completely losing your mind. I'm not shining anybody's shoes, and I want nobody to shine my shoes. Look, what happened with slavery, I had nothing to do with. And that's that's your quintessential you know, cop-out for white people, they not say. Not a but person alive today. Not a person alive, and no black person country. alive was a slave, okay? So to suggest that we should go around and... I saw one video, this, this chick was kissing black guys' boots at a rally. Yeah. We, we, we can't make up for our past by demoralizing our future. It doesn't make any sense to me. So actually, another one uh, tells you time's changing. Teen Vogue came out, and they're kind of pushing Karl Marx and Marxism and communism. and So it's one of those things where you start to see there's a certain amount of this country kind of stays in the middle, kind of wavers left and right sometimes. But what's going on now that's really scary to me is you've got a big chunk of mainstream media, not just going a little left. They're going off the hinges, dude. They're pulling out all the stops. It's something that kind of, that I've just noticed. Um, Juneteenth, Dees and I were talking about this. A lot of people until a couple of weeks ago had no idea what Juneteenth was. Would you agree with that? No, I absolutely agree. Look, history was my best subject. And Mine as well. I mean, I loved it. If Had I went to college and 
I probably would have majored something in the, along the lines of history. Uh, and honest, I had never heard of it until, uh, well, until Trump's rally was announced to be on June 19th, which we all know he, he then changed it. But I'd never heard of it. Uh, I'm not, obviously it existed. I'm not saying that it didn't. You, you had heard of it. I hadn't. Um, and now all of a sudden, because of what has transpired over the course of the last five, six weeks, um, people are calling for it to be a, a federal holiday. And um, if, For those of you that don't know what Juneteenth is, because I'm sure there's some listeners that um, maybe in another country, because I know we got a few people that check on us from other countries, Juneteenth was the actual official day of the emancipation of slaves, the official day. It started before that, and there were still slaves after that, but that's like the the official observed day. Galveston, Texas. Yes. The announcement was made that all slaves were now emancipated. June 19th, 1865. Correct? Yes. Yes, June 19th, correct. 1865. So a couple things with Juneteenth. So that's that's blowing up, and also around Juneteenth, we had a, sh- I think it was a seat. Today's the 21st, so it would have been the 19th, I believe it was, or the 18th. They had a shooting crime in Chaz. Did you uh, did you see any of this come across your news feed there, D? I saw that it happened. I uh, admittedly did not investigate it very far. Uh, I investigated it. I'm sure you did. Uh, they've got uh, Raz, who's a rapper, who's kind of taken lead in Chaz. There's actually video of him. He's posted to his Facebook. He's handing out AR-15s to people now. Uh, looks like 18-year-old kids. And it looks pretty scary to me. Uh, But they actually had a shooting. One person was shot. Actually, two people were shot. One person died later. They called for an ambulance, but they wouldn't let the cops in. So it's a big mess still going on in Chaz. I've seen no developments on whether they're going to shut this down and bring this back down to planet Earth or not yet. And I did see a video, I don't know if you did or not, of the older gentleman marching through Chaz with a MAGA hat and had an American flag over his shoulder. And several times somebody would run up and snatch the flag or snatch his hat. And there were people that were kind of being a bodyguard for him, helping him. They, they always returned his property um, until towards the end of the video, one woman absolutely would not let go of the flag. And then they, they finally got it away from him. And one of the, the people that were trying to keep it peaceful, basically just offered to buy the flag, gave him 50 bucks just to, to, to squash it so that he wouldn't get hurt or anything like that. Nobody physically assaulted the man um, other than obviously trying to snatch his flag and take his hat. But that I I still say uh, what I said a couple weeks or last week, two weeks ago, whatever that I I think that it's when we already have seen some violence, I think it's going to get a lot worse there before it gets better. Well, I've seen a lot of violence. Um, You know, here's the thing. I mean, there's a lot of video of people beating people in the streets. That's just coming out. Uh, one or two people on one other person. What really bothers me the most is, look, regardless of who it is getting beat or the the anger taking, it's always wrong. But I'm seeing a lot of elderly people getting beat down. Yeah, like the woman, I believe it was in New York that... Bitch slapped this. She's she's shuffling down the street. She's 90 years old. This guy comes up and just bitch slaps this woman. Well, I, don't, and keeps, I don't think he's, he just kind of shoved her in the head. He didn't really hit her. He literally just kind of a stiff arm almost like a, a football move. But this is a 92 year old woman. So that probably felt like, you know, a, a left cross. 
You you remember when the Buffalo cops pushed that seventy five year old guy and he stumbled about ten feet and fell into his oh, head? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm. That was a lot more force than what that guy in New York. Did. I don't know. Well, Either was, way, it, it was wrong. Yeah. Either way, it was wrong. But here's the thing: we're seeing a lot of that now. There's a lot of angst out there, and I've said it before, and I'll say it again: uh, the people that say this could start a civil war, guess what, assholes? We're already in it. It's already started. Uh, it's sad that everybody's got to pick sides here, but that's what it's coming down to. Uh, so anyway, uh, Juneteenth, everybody's trying. Some people are trying the wrong way. You know, we talked about Nancy Pelosi and the Kente cloth thing, which was abominable in my mind. I mean, that was the, the worst instance of pandering I think I've seen. Um, Amazon got in hot water. So we're going to touch on this real quick. So an Amazon department up in Chicago decided to celebrate Juneteenth. Uh, they would serve their predominantly black uh, workforce up soul food from a local black kitchen to celebrate Juneteenth. And they made an announcement and it was chicken and waffles uh, from a local restaurant, which the people that organize this with Amazon and in, within the community says this is their favorite restaurant. Well, the workforce didn't like that too much. They took it as a racist move. Uh, they said that it was kind of a smack in the face to serve up chicken when they need a paid holiday. So it doesn't matter what you're doing anymore. You might as well just walk on eggshells and keep the one meter stare to the ground. Because if you do anything else, it's racist at this point. No matter what your intentions are, no matter what you think is right. I mean, just, you know what, keep your feelings to yourself and your mouth shut. And that's the only way you're going to skate through this. That seems to be the direction we're going which I wholeheartedly disagree with. And uh, I'm not going to speak for D's, but Aldonzo over here will not keep his mouth shut. So you can count on I'd, me to say the things that need to be said. Pretty sure we all know that already. Yeah, I think that's been figured out. So I think I've pretty much gone through most of my stuff. What do you got on this Lori Vallow chick? All right, You're kids. following that. And I'm following the news. So let's let's give it to us, D's. Yeah, the, the, this is going to be a bumpy ride. Um, the funny thing is about this Lori Vallow is that... If the world wasn't completely batshit crazy right now, which it is, it is. I, I think this would be the national story. It would almost have to be because it is so damn out there. Like I, I teased last week, this makes Tiger King look like Snow White. Um, the twists and turns that and this, this is story is developing, taken. isn't it? It's this yeah, is an old news. No, this, this is, is developing not news. Over. It's been going on. Um, it really started to pick up what little steam that it has picked up because of the, the current situation. Um, in March is when I first started seeing little snippets of it, but it actually started uh, well before that. You got to interrupt me once. I'm going to interrupt you. We're going to put this on hold for just okay. a because we, we forgot something very big here. To all the fathers out there, oh, yeah. happy, happy Father's happy Day. Happy Father's Day. We went right out of the gate today. So, See, look, we just fell into the stereotype about mothers getting more respect than fathers because that was the first words out of our mouth when we did this show on Mother's Day. And now here we are uh, 23 minutes into the show before we mentioned Father's Day. So, yes. So, happy Father's happy Day to Father's everybody. Day, everybody. And as, and as I'm going to reiterate what Dee said. Mothers, you get your own day. This is Father's Day. Now, I want to get into something because, oh, this always pops up about... Well, what about transgenders and people that don't identify and they're gender neutral? I don't care. Pick one. Okay. If you want to be a father, be a father. If, if, if you're in a lesbian relationship and you have kids and you want mother's day, have mother's day. If one wants to have father's day, have father's day. Um, 
But beyond that, it's fathers get a day, mothers get a day, shut your mouths. We're not even going to argue this, right, Dees? No. So anyway, just wanted to get that out. Sorry, Dees, no, go, good, ahead, go good, ahead with call. the shit show. Okay, so again, Lori Vallow. Um, I'm just basically going to kind of go over the timeline and feel free to interject um, thoughts and opinions on the way. So Lori, I don't know if I can bring myself to do that. But yeah, I'll... yeah, I know. <laughs> Lori Vallow, <clears throat> at least her name is Vallow now. Um, she is originally from Arizona, I believe, or Texas, Texas. She was married three times um, in the starting in the 90s. And um, this man named Chad Daybell, who will come into the story. He's a Chad. Yeah, Chad oh, Daybell. Um, uh, from Utah and then subsequently Idaho. He's got a um, sister named Karen. He married his wife, Tammy, in um, 1990. They'll come into the story in a little bit. So this Lori Vallow, she married her first husband and her high school boyfriend back in 1992. Uh, they divorced rather quickly, 95. She married her second husband, um, they had a son and 96, she divorced that husband, um, 2001, she married her third husband, 2002 is when she had her daughter, Tylee and her current husband then, uh, adopted the first son, Colby, who doesn't really come into play in the, in the meat of the story. Uh, they got divorced in 2004 or actually 2005 is when it was finalized. Uh, and then in 2006, she married her uh, last husband, or well, I guess I won't say last, but uh, Charles Ballow, and they got married in Las Vegas. And they adopted the um, basically the biological grandson of Charles's sister, Kay Woodcock. Not quite sure how that works, but so so we've got a tangled web. It appears to be going yeah. On this here. story so, is already Springer esque. So what what is this leading up to? Well, shortly after, or actually, they were married almost thirteen years. They moved to Hawaii, then they moved to Arizona. Well, then um, the the first twist occurs back in April of 2018 when Joseph Ryan, which was the third husband of Lori Vallow died from what was ruled a heart attack. Uh, and his body was cremated. I don't know if there was an autopsy there, but and at first thought, so you, you kind of like, let on let's allegedly died of a heart. Yeah, attack. Yeah. It said it was ruled a heart attack. And the reason, the only reason you might question that is because of the remaining part of the story. So it is around 2018, late 2018, when Lori Vallow, um, and they were, they were Latter-day Saints, Mormons. Um, but it wow. was, yeah, uh, that's again, just tip the iceberg. Uh, so December 5th, 2018, Lori Vallow and the aforementioned Chad Daybell, they appeared together on a prepping a people podcast. So if you don't know what a prepper is that like El Donzo and these, yeah, they were, uh, Doomsday Preppers. There used to be a show about it. What's wrong with Doomsday Preppers? I'm a Doomsday Prepper. Nothing is wrong in the truest form of the, the word. But this Chad Daybell basically was the leader 
And it was rumored to be a doomsday cult that focused on the second coming of Jesus Christ. A statement on the group's since-deleted website that denied any involvement in missing children or any nefarious criminal, illegal, or occult activities. Uh, but basically, the core belief was that um, July... This is where it kind of gets a little scary because... What year is it? 2020. Okay. Their claim is that in July of 2020, the 144,000 are going to welcome back the second coming of Jesus Christ. Well, for all you idiots on Facebook that have been going, what's July going to bring yeah. us? Hit. Hey, <laughs> hey, Jesus, how you doing? Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to feel 100% comfortable until, you know, August 1st. No, well, nothing would surprise me because the world's tearing itself apart. America is in flames right now. So um, we didn't see the murder hornet thing didn't pan out. So maybe Miss Vallow's uh, yeah, prediction the about second the second coming, coming of Christ is coming up. Okay, so again, they appeared together on this podcast. Uh, at that point, there wasn't really any other strange goings on until February uh, 2019. Um, Lori Vallow's husband, Charles, changed his $1 million life insurance, listing his sister as the beneficiary. And he Are they from Kentucky? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he told his sister how to split it because they were going to need the money to take care of JJ. JJ was the seven-year-old son who was autistic. Okay. So special needs. Um, and then that was February, 2019, early February. Within a week on February 8th, he filed for divorce from Lori. And in the documents, Balo accused his wife of becoming infatuated at times, obsessive about near-death experiences and spiritual visions. He also claimed that Lori had threatened to kill him if he, quote, got in her way during her mission as a God to carry out the work of the 144,000 at Christ's second coming in July of 2020. Uh, according to the court documents and claimed that she had an angel there to help dispose of the body. Okay, so these people are just patently nuts, right? Uh, I don't, yeah, especially this Lori Vallow. So February, like I said, he, he wants to file for divorce. And claims that she threatened to murder him. And there is actually body cam footage at one point where he had the, the police were there for a domestic disturbance. And he goes into great detail about how, you know, they had a, a happy marriage up until about the last year. And she started to lose it and was talking about spirits and zombies and all this other stuff. So turn to March. Charles Valu dismisses the divorce proceedings, saying he wants to try again. Then June of 2019, Lori Valo's niece, Melanie, filed divorce from her husband, Brandon. And Brandon claimed that Melanie had followed Lori into a cult. So now she's her niece is now following the same kind of crazy doomsday stuff. So what date are we on right now? Uh, June of 2019. And then this is now, now we're getting to the meat of it here. Okay. Cause I was starting to, <sighs> well, yeah, you, you gotta, you really gotta get the background to, to start to tie all these pieces. And we'll make together. sure and share the link so you can go back through and reread this stuff and, yeah, so, and bone up on it. So what's, so tell us what's, don't keep us in suspense in, here. In these. July, 2019, Lori Vallow's brother, Alex Cox, who plays prominently from here forward, shoots and kills her husband, Charles. When he shows up uh, to pick up JJ, the young boy, 
And they claimed it was self-defense and uh, there were no charges ever filed. Basically, the story that they told and the only people that were at the house were Charles, um, Lori, and her brother Alex. And they claimed that Charles attacked with a baseball bat and they shot and killed him. So, end of story. Interesting. And so then in August, JJ's grandmother spoke with him over FaceTime. And this was basically the last contact that, and she's the, the grandmother, if you remember. That's uh, the last time she ever spoke with the seven-year-old kid. September, the next month, Lori, Tylee, and JJ, they moved from Idaho, or moved to Idaho, which is where Chad Daybell lived with his wife. Now, Chad is the guy that basically was in charge of this doomsday cult. You know what kind of a uh, potato is a prostitute, don't you? <laughs> Idaho. Idaho. <laughs> I'm sure that's offensive to somebody. Go ahead. A, a week later, Tylee, the 17-year-old daughter, was uh, seen for the last time photographed at Yellowstone National Park with uh, Lori, her brother, and, and J.J., and then two weeks after that was the last time that JJ, the seven-year-old, was seen alive as he uh, was at the elementary school. And Lori Vallow tells the school that uh, she's going to whole school, uh, whole school, homeschool him. And he's, he's not half school. Yeah, not yeah, not half school. He's going to whole school. <laughs> um, so that was the last time he was seen. And the next day, Vallow tells her babysitter that she's no longer needed. And that JJ is going to stay with his grandmother in Arizona. October, she rents a storage unit, which she visited nine times between October and November. Keep in mind, none of the children have been seen since September. She visited nine times, according to surveillance footage. Don't know what the hell's in there. That hasn't been released yet. But And um, many of the visits are with a man believed to be her brother, who has also visited several times without her. Then we get to uh, Brandon Boudreau, I think is their last name, and uh, the estranged husband of her niece, Melanie, who, as we learned earlier, had also followed Lori into this cult. He's shot at at his home in Arizona. He, he's not killed, but the shooting, um, it was outside of his home, and the gunman drove a car that was registered to Charles Vallow, who was dead, died few months before that. And uh, he believes that it was, he said he believed that it was Alex Cox doing the shooting, which was the brother of Lori. So then in October, Tammy Daybell, Chad's wife, was found dead. Okay. Wake, she woke up dead. And at the time, they, they just ruled it natural causes, and the family, big shocker here, refused an autopsy. Now, Chad died in April 2018. No, 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 not, not Chad. Charles, oh. was the, the husband of Lori, was the one that died, that got shot by her brother. Okay. Chad is the leader of this cult. Gotcha. And his wife died in her sleep on October 19th, 2019. Well, then November 5th, 17 days later, Chad Dable married Lori, Lori Vallow in Hawaii. Ding, ding, ding. Yes, in Hawaii, which uh, at one time Lori had lived in. So then people start to worry, um, mainly the grandparents start to worry that they hadn't heard from the kids. So they, they go and they on November 26th, 
the Rexburg, Idaho Police Department performs a well a wellness check at the Vallow home. And uh, Vallow lies and says that JJ is visiting relatives in Arizona. So the cops leave and they do their due diligence and get a hold of these res- or relatives in Arizona. And guess what? What? They hadn't seen the kids. So on the 27th, the very next day, the cops come back and they find that they're gone. Everybody is gone. Hmm. Missing, huh? Yes. And then uh, the brother gets married and the brother and the niece, one day apart, get married um, in Vegas. The brother and the niece yeah. get married in Vegas. Get married in Vegas. One, not, not to each other. Separately, obviously. Uh, <laughs> okay, thanks for clarifying well, that. Well, I just wanted to, yeah. You said the brother and the niece get married in Vegas. <laughs> yeah. yeah, one day apart. They were both okay. there got married in Vegas. So then... Uh, Once again, it goes back to the whole Kentucky loop right. I was throwing in there. So the, the police are starting to worry or wonder what the hell's going on. They exhumed the body of Chad's wife, Tammy, because they're now ruling it suspicious. And then on December 12th, Alex Cox... The brother who shot Charles Vallow, he's found dead in Gilbert, Arizona. His cause of death is eventually ruled a blood clot. Um, so now he's gone. That's one more piece of potential evidence that has been swept under the rug. So, so it just seems going through this timeline that somebody's murdering people. Yeah, just a lot of weird things coincidentally so keep happening. Who's left alive at this point? At this point, it's of. Lori. Uh, her niece is still alive. Um, Lori and Chad, they don't know where the kids are. Alex is dead. Charles is dead. And now the police at the uh, request of the grandparents are trying really hard to find these kids. Um, they haven't been seen since September and people are telling them they believe that their lives are in danger. Um, there's a friend, um, Melanie Gibb that is questioned because at one point, uh, Lori said that the kids were staying with her and she said, no, they weren't. Um, so then they, they do a, uh, a warrant was issued for Chad Dable's place where they removed a bunch of computers, cell phones, documents, all this while they're, they still haven't seen them. Um, and then they're finally located in January, late January. They're located in Hawaii, uh, where Lori had previously lived and they serve her with papers basically that she has to produ- physically produce the two children um, to the Idaho Department of Welfare within five days of being served that order. And, uh, of course, she doesn't show up. And so then they issue an arrest warrant for uh, desertion, non-supportive dependent children, misdemeanor charges of resisting and obstructing an officer. And they serve her the warrant in uh, Hawaii, arrest her, and Idaho is attempting to... Um, extradite and she initially files to fight extradition which i wonder why uh, but then she decides to go back and then they search the home of not the home but the property of one chad daybell and lo and behold they find bodies they find the remains of what they rule as two non-adult humans and the way that they got this is that they searched and got the cell phone ping data, which if you're not very technical, ping data basically says 
that you or at least your phone was, and they can pretty much pinpoint where that, that phone pings to, which I believe we covered a long time ago on this show, that if they ping your cell phone, they can pretty much get you within about 10 square feet. If you've got a cell phone, you're going to commit a crime. Uh, duct tape it to the underside of a semi-trailer, and then a few days later, commit your crime. No, leave it in your bed or somewhere where it doesn't move so you can say, no, I was here the whole time. Well, no, that, that way you can keep the authorities busy trying to track oh, trying you across to, yeah, the why country. The hell? Yeah. Okay? Use your brain, all right? So anyway, yeah, they locate the bodies, and they use the cell phone data, which has... Uh, also produced some other interesting facts. The bodies were um, pretty mangled. They were burnt. There were char marks. They were they they found tissue, um, bone that was charred, and uh, they used this ping data. And the interesting part of it is that they also tied it to a cell phone conversation between or not a text conversation between uh, Chad and his then still alive wife, Tammy, where he is telling her that um, he shot a raccoon because there was a report of a gunshot early that morning on September 23rd. Um, he said he shot a raccoon while he was out tending the garden or whatever, and he buried the raccoon, The um, and this was a morning, daylight, shot a raccoon. Raccoons are nocturnal, very rarely you're going to see him out in the daylight. Anyway, he buries him in their pet cemetery, which by cell phone ping is where they found her brother, the one that subsequently died, but he was alive at the time. They, her brother was there several times, but at this particular day, he was there for two hours. And he had also been at the uh, storage. Two hours. Room. Two hours. Yes, he was there for two hours. And when, like I said, the wife, he was... Chad was telling his wife that he shot a raccoon and buried it in their pet cemetery. Now, first of all, if you shot a dead uh, a raccoon... Have they found the raccoon's body yet? Uh, no, they have not. But he literally pointed to the spot where the and said that that's where he buried the raccoon, which then the police came and found the, the bodies. Now, the bodies had been badly decomposed because the kids hadn't been seen since September. So we know that they were probably dead in September. And when they they dug up all those bodies and they found the, the phone conversation. That's what led them right to it. Now, as of, and all the while this Chad Daybell was sitting in his car in his driveway, watching them perform this search. And when he saw that they had uncovered the bodies, guess what he did? Yeah. He got the hell out of Dodge. Imagine that he took off. Yeah. But they immediately caught him and, and now he's, uh, currently being charged basically with just um, charges that have to do with desecration of bodies and, and concealing evidence and stuff. As of right now, no murder charges have been filed against anybody. Both of them are in jail uh, on $1 million bonds. They are investigating Charles and probably Lori for the death of, or not Charles, I'm sorry, Chad and Lori. Um, they are investigating for the death of Tammy and obviously now they, they have not released the autopsy results on the kids, but it's obvious that they were murdered. And by the sounds of the gunshot, probably uh, shot at one point. 
very interesting what's going on. Yeah, um, I mean, it, anybody listening, we don't have to watch the Netflix series now that comes out. Oh, I think there's going to be a lot more in the Netflix series. I, if there is one there, I would at this point say there would almost have to be because there's just right. so much. And again, it goes into, they talked to her friend, Melanie Gibb, where Lori claims that her kids were both zombies. In other words, they were, they were taken over by evil spirits and they were no longer themselves. So the shit's hitting the fan in the Vallow household. Yeah. And it's just a matter of time before murder charges come down, but just really weird. I mean, Oddly, I haven't heard or read of anybody else in this so-called cult of the the doomsday preppers. I think as this Well, they're unfolds, probably just one-offs. Well, yeah. But I think there's going to be a lot more that comes out in this story. And it's just, to me, it's fascinating. And I think, I still think that if it wouldn't, wasn't for all the other crazy shit going on in the world, that this would be a lot more prominent. Because basically what it boils down to is that uh, two children have been murdered, probably by their own mother, or at least at the order of the mother. The ex-husband was, I'm going to go ahead and say it, murdered, even though they're claiming self-defense. The the wife of Chad Debo was probably now murdered. Um, Very strange things going on. Yeah, it's, it's I'm really going to, I look forward to following this because I think, I don't think we've reached the end of this uh, weird, weird trip yet. Very interesting. Yeah, we'll keep you posted on that stuff, too, and, and we'll try to share a link. So, like I said, we can go through and reread it. So, whenever we recap, everybody's up to snuff on it. Um, yeah, very interesting. Yep. Yeah, and I agree. It's With what's going on right now, stuff like that's going to get covered up in the uh, in the news cycle. So. Right. Netflix needs to hurry up and put this out because then maybe the rest of the country can start talking about this we, as opposed but, but to they can't, they can't all make the other any, shit. They can't do anything because of the Rona. Yeah, true. So, anyway, I've got nothing else. Dees, what do you got? You got anything to add? No, that's going to be a wrap for me. All right. Well, hey, we're out of here for this week, and we'll catch you next Sunday on the old Donzo and Dees show. See ya. (laughs) 